Well, today we are here as the people of God, not only just to worship God, but to celebrate uh, the Lord's Supper and to help prepare our hearts for this meal of remembrance. Uh, look with me in your Bibles to our scripture reading from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in verse 23 and reading through verse 29. Because here we find some instructions from the Apostle Paul uh, about our participating in this meal of memories. He writes and says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. Uh, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. Uh, this worship experience today in celebrating the Lord's Supper is a call to remembrance. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. I think one of the great threats to our faith is that we forget things so easily. And how significant and important and powerful these spiritual things can be in our life. You see, our faith is built upon the works and the activity of God's actions in the past. And sometimes we forget those things. We have difficulty always remembering those. That's why in many places in the Bible, God calls our attention to something that we should remember. Such as remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, remember also your creator in the days of your youth. We're even told to remember Lot's wife. And then, of course, we're supposed to remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead. And the reason that we have these and many, many other challenges in Scripture to remember certain spiritual things and markers in our life spiritually is that God has a concern that we will forget. And he has that same concern when we come to remember uh, the life and death of Jesus Christ. Even as we come to celebrate communion today. And we have to remember that he gave us this meal to remind us of the sacrifice of Jesus. And it's so fitting for us that we eat and drink every day. And, and the meal that is here that is so significant and yet so simple is simply a cup of juice and a little piece of bread. But they remind us of the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus that was shed for us so that our sins could be forgiven. And when we remember the crucifixion of Jesus and the price that was paid for our sins, then we are to remember more than just what we read in the text a moment ago. Here are some things I suggest to you that we should remember today as we celebrate Lord's Supper. First of all, we should remember Jesus on the cross. This is central to our faith and central to what we celebrate today. The Apostle Paul quoted Jesus as saying, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. 
See, we remember that the bread represents the body of Christ and that that cup of juice represents the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that he gave his life and shed his blood on the cross as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. So we always need to remember and what Jesus did on the cross, we need to remember Jesus on the cross. And Jesus went to the cross, not morbidly, not mournfully, but he went sacrificially and redemptively to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. And that is to deal with our own sin in such a way that we could be forgiven. It took God's sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so when we remember Jesus on the cross, it's a great reminder of the love that God has for us and of the grace that he showed to us in giving us Jesus Christ. Jesus died for our sins, but he also rose from the dead. And the writer of Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 reminds us that he ever lives to make intercession for us now in heaven. See, for us, Jesus on the cross reminds us of the grace of God and the love of God as Jesus gave himself for us. Secondly, I would say to you that you need to remember Jesus in your life. This communion experience not only reminds us uh, and calls us to call to mind uh, the death of Jesus Christ as a sacrifice for our sins, but communion or celebrating Lord's Supper also reminds us that we are not alone. That Jesus is here with us in the spirit. You see, both the cross and the tomb are empty. Because Jesus is no longer there. He's no longer dead. He died literally on that cross. Was buried. But on the third day, God brought him back from the dead. Through a power that only God has. And so it reminds us that we have a living redeemer. A living savior who walks with us through life. Because he is alive, he intercedes for us. Because he is alive, he places power in our life. First John 4 says, You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And that's a good reminder to us that as we go through life and whatever it brings to us, facing trials or temptations or afflictions or whether we're prospering or whether we're suffering loss, Jesus Christ is with us. He has established residence in our life. Third thing I would suggest to you to remember is remember Jesus in the clouds. Verse 26 once again says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Remember that phrase, until he comes. Because you see, when we celebrate this meal... We look back into our faith, into our history, and we remember what Jesus did for us, that he literally died for us. He went to the cross of Calvary after being severely beaten and tortured. And there he allowed his body to be sacrificed for us. But then we also look towards the future, and we claim the promise that Jesus himself has given to us, that he is going to come again, and he's going to reclaim the church. He's going to come and gather his bride. And as we proclaim that, we do so in the celebration of the Lord's Supper. And Jesus says to us that we're to do this, and, and as often as we do it, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And then when he comes, we will celebrate that with him face to face. And we'll rejoice in heaven with him around the table. One day, God is going to send Jesus 
We don't know the day or the time, and he's going to come in the clouds, and he's going to, to then experience that great resurrection experience where the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those who, those who remain will be caught up with him in the clouds, and we will be with the Lord forever. So remember today that Jesus died, but he's coming again, and that we will live forever with him in the glories of heaven. And then there's another perhaps sobering aspect of this that we need to remember. And that is, remember Jesus on the bench. Or that is, remember Jesus as the judge. A couple of verses that we normally don't put with this connection of the Lord's Supper, but the Apostle Paul did, says, Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself. In so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. There is a call there to us, a very sobering reminder to us. That when we share this meal, and remember that Jesus sacrificed his all for us so that we could be forgiven and in right relationship with God, then it means that we need to take a closer look at our life and how we live. Are we in right relationship with God? Is there any sin that we've not confessed? He knows it, but have you confessed it to him? Have you asked for that forgiveness and that cleansing? Are you in right relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ in this fellowship or in your family? Or is there something that's between you and a brother that you need to get reconciled? Or between you and a sister that you need to get reconciled? See, our life is lived with Christ in our life. And we are supposed to be evident of doing the will of God rather than choosing to ignore his standard of holiness. Paul gives some strong words, I think, here of reminder to us. That if we don't judge ourselves and amend our ways, then we have to remember Jesus on the bench as the judge and that he will judge us. Second Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Now that's the time of judgment for believers, not to determine our eternal destiny. That's already been decided when we embrace Christ as our Savior. We have the promise of eternal life in the kingdom of God in heaven forever. But there will be a time when we stand before Christ as believers and we will be judged with what we did with our spiritual gifts, with the opportunity to minister, how we lived our life. Did we live it with sin, with disregard for that, or did we live for the glory of God in our life? And the end result of all of that is that Jesus is the judge who will judge us and give us our rewards based upon that. And everything that we receive, we will have earned justly. So we are called to remember today. And don't forget to remember Jesus on the bench as the judge. That one day, each of us will stand before him, and we will receive what we have earned. I'm not sure whether this store is still in business or not, but oftentimes, uh, walking through malls, uh, I would, uh, through shopping malls, I would notice this store called Things Remembered. Some of you might have shopped there, bought some things there. And it was known for the fact that you could go in there and buy all kinds of mementos and have them engraved and dated and all of that, when you wanted to remember special occasions. You know, have picture frames and uh, pens and, and uh, 
uh, lockets and all of those kinds of things so that you could have those engraved because we want to remember good times. We want to remember significant events. Things remembered are here today before us. See, our memories are precious. They keep us connected to people, places, and events that have shaped us and influenced our lives. God chose this meal for us to remember his love and his grace in Jesus Christ. He chose this meal to cause us to remember that if we've embraced Christ as Savior, we have passed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and that we're to live for the glory of God. And we're called to remember that how we live is ultimately being seen and will be judged by Jesus who gave his life for us. So today, if you are in right relationship with God and your sins are confessed, and you're in right relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ, then whether you're a member here at Spring Valley or not, we encourage you to partake of the bread and of the cup of juice. And in this meal of remembrance, remember Jesus Christ.